This is the Umbrella Academy on TV Podcast Industries, and we are talking about the Umbrella Academy Season 3, Episode 9, Seven Bells. I've seen worlds end in ways that would knock your socks off, old man. Wow. Reginald Hargreaves, you never cease to surprise me. That is some comfort. You know, they all run together after a while. But you'll never forget your first, your home, your original sin. You never stop wondering, did I do enough to save the people I loved? Did you? No. But I was hoping you children could help me out with that. And there it is. Sorry, Reg. I got a message from the future. What future? My future self told me very explicitly not to save this world. (laughs) You are an arrogant son of a bitch, aren't you? Future you present you. The past is as much a mystery as the future. You ruined your life once before by not listening to me. Are you prepared to do that again? Fine. I'll attend your stupid meeting. Excellent. Welcome back, fellow Brollies. Yes, this is TV Podcast Industries, and we are discussing the penultimate episode, episode nine of The Umbrella Academy, season three, entitled Seven Bells. I am one of your hosts, John. And I'm one of your other hosts, Derek. We took a little bit of a, a summer break from the Academy there, didn't we, for a week or two? Yes. Yeah, I had the wedding and then we had a little honeymoon, I guess, afterwards, uh, talking about uh, Sandman and talking about She-Hulk and closing out Miss Marvel and closing out The Boys. And now we're back for the penultimate episode of Umbrella Academy. Yeah, good stuff. Getting to the conclusion Mm -hmm. of this third season. Will it be the final one? Who knows? Yes, exactly. Don't know right now. Hasn't been confirmed for a fourth season just yet. Uh, but apparently, uh, creator of the show, Steve Blackman, has a lot of ideas uh, for where it could go after the final episodes. Excellent stuff. Yeah. Excellent uh, stuff. Chris isn't with us just yet, but we may, we are expecting that he might join during uh, during this podcast. Uh, he will definitely be with us for the finale podcast, though. Uh, so hopefully we'll hear from him and his thoughts on these episodes as well. Yes, uh, remember to uh, subscribe to the podcast over at tvpodcastindustries.com where you can subscribe to any good or evil podcast catcher of your choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let us get into our spoiler-filled discussion. Derek, what are some of the episode details for Episode 9, Seven Bells? Well, the creators of the show are Steve Blackman and Jeremy Slater. Uh, This was based on the comic book series by Jared Way and Gabriel Ba. And this episode was directed by Paco Cabezas again, uh, who directed episode eight and lots of episodes of Penny Dreadful and Penny Dreadful City of Angels, as we mentioned last time. Yes, good stuff. He does does dark quite nicely. Does good work. Does good work. Um, The teleplay for this episode was written by Robert Askins. This is the fourth of five episodes of Umbrella Academy that he's written. And he's written the finale of the show along with Steve Blackman as well yeah good stuff good stuff whilst we're not yet covering episode 10 uh, good to to know that steve blackman uh, the creator mm-hmm. of the show for television is involving himself with the writing for the final episode always a good sign exactly exactly john do you want to give us the summary for the penultimate episode of umbrella academy season three yes very short sharp and sweet mm-hmm. uh, this time 
Reginald Hargreaves goes all out to convince the children to sign on to his plan to save the universe. Meanwhile, number five tries to recover a very drunken memory, and Allison has a significant change of heart towards Victor. Mm-hmm. Yes, she does. Yes, she does. Um, what we normally do on these episodes is we talk about our big moments uh, of the episode. Um, I can kick this one off, I think, because I think getting an explanation of what was going on with Luther for his time on the moon was probably my favorite big moment of this episode. This is really a setup episode for the finale, getting everybody into place, but getting this flashback to the three plus years that Luther spent on uh, on the moon um, thinking that his mission or eventually thinking that his mission was uh, a mission of no consequence that had no real um, plan about it other than to get him off Earth. Yes. And we finally find out the reason for it was actually he was protecting the body of Reginald Hargreaves' wife. Yes, Abigail. Mm. Yes. Yeah. But I have to give huge props to Tom Hopper for his, his scenes here. Must have done tons and tons of takes to try and get all of this movement around the vessel that he's confined to for all these years, uh, getting it all right. You know, the initial piece where he's all happy and upbeat and they're playing the cure song, yeah. the, the happy cure song, as we like to call it, um, Friday I'm in Love. Uh, and he's kind of really happy to be up there and happy to be on a mission and sending letters back to his back to uh, or his updates back to Reginald Hargreaves with love from Luther on them. And then he's starting to get more and more depressed as the time goes on and starts eating, you know, 10 times the rations he's supposed to be eating and starts destroying the uh, the things that are, that are supposed to be keeping him calm, uh, no longer watering his plants. <laughs> really good fun how they how they toss this stuff around and move the time along until you see that he's been there for five, six hundred days. Yeah, I, I just love the, the montage of it, of Luther falling apart, you mm-hmm. know, from just the repetitiveness of the tasks that he's doing, the boredom of effectively being in a capsule on the surface of the moon, I guess that can barely hold him given his size. Mm. And just that, you know, falling apart, like from lunar day zero to 406, you know, he's just down depressed. But by lunar day, like 900 and whatever, Mm. you know, he's a complete and utter mess. Yes. I did also thought um, that it was kind of interesting that he was actually packaging up the the samples in an envelope to mm-hmm. send to um to send to Reginald um on the moon. So I, I guess there was some kind of lunar postal service yeah. that Reginald Apparently. put on, but I thought that was kind of quite quirky. <laughs> Lots of little quirky things. Yeah, nine hundred and seventy two days is the breaking point uh, for being all alone on the moon on your own. I think that's what it looks like from uh, from this episode. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> there you go. That was my uh, my big moment from the beginning of the episode. I really liked uh, Tom Hopper and his uh, all his time spent on the moon. And I think it kind of leads into why he is so resistant to joining Reginald. He followed along with Reginald's plan, was never told what it was, he may have had more respect for Reginald had he been told that this was the plan all along that he was there to protect Abigail effectively, but uh, never got to know that piece of information. So uh, doesn't want to join up with Reginald's new plan there. Well, that's it. And I guess that moves me on to my big moment, which is Reginald Hargreaves here. Mm. Um, and 
it it's just so well threaded through and um, what he does here mm-hmm. you know the tagline for it is you know well i tried the wedding uh, now i need to try the funeral because reggie in the end kills luther mm-hmm. with his alien like serrated appendage yes he does yeah um and then you know slices him across the chest for good measure to really mm-hmm. make sure that um he he he's dead and but it, it it all builds up quite well and and is intermeshed with sort of the after effects of the wedding you know where he's he he's kind of you know he's imposing himself on each one of the umbrella academy mm-hmm. here um uh, in, in some way and I just loved how he did it, you know, whether it's him bringing the breakfast to to Victor mm-hmm. with a serious question, um, the, him sending Alison effectively to, because in, in this regard, she's his sidekick to to wake up Luther and Sloane, mm-hmm. you know, um, to not only apologize for the wedding previously, but then, um, you know, he to deliver the message of this family meeting, which... Luther is so resistant to, yeah. you know, he doesn't want anything to do with it. Uh, and, and also then he goes to five um, as well, where he's just sitting on the edge of what's left. And I just love the imagery of really effectively the hotel obsidian being on its little Island with just a few blocks uh, around it, but mm-hmm. sort of at the end of the road, at the end of the universe, five sits with his feet dangling over the edge, yeah. uh, drinking a really cheap bottle of liquor. Mm-hmm. But in his own way, his recovery from his excessive drinking um, that night before, you know, he's trying to, he, he knows that something went down, yeah. something was up and he's trying to remember what yeah, his dad was up to. Yeah. You know, this is typical Reggie Hargreaves. And that's the thing. In the back of your mind, he's he's sociopathic. He you know, he's he doesn't really care for the welfare of his children other than to get them to the end of his plan, which mm-hmm. he's had all along. And and five is just you know, it's in his bones and, and veins that he knows this. So I really like how offhand five is with his father as well but this all leads to the family meeting where you get to know about the myth of the seven but ultimately Mm. there's a four to five vote against uh, effectively not saving uh, the universe and reggie just believes he has has failed um and he's failed them and this will lead to the universe being doomed. And so, right, I've tried the wedding. Now I need to try the funeral as he kills Luther. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you also see that his plan um, also in- involves Klaus, where as the Hotel Obsidian starts to be consumed by the Kugel Blitz, which was really good, mm-hmm. um and with the death of Luther being pinned on the Guardian from Hotel Obsidian from down the passage, everyone's piling into the passage. But Reggie uh, basically says, but not you, Klaus. You know, uh, you have 
you've been really good at getting me back and integrated into the family um but you're too much trouble too erratic, and yeah. so uh, and i think the nice idea with klaus is him killing himself effectively before he's consumed by the kugel blitz so he knows that he you know, because he knows where he's going to go now. Yes. He, he's confident in that ability. He knows he's so, going to come back. Yeah. yeah. So I, I really like that. Yeah. I completely agree, John. Like, it is. <laughs> oh, like the, welcome. Thank you. I was de blitzed. Um, oh, reverse Google blitzed. Or. I guess that's how it's working. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I Google bl- blasted. I don't know. Well, what is the re- fellow Brolly Dollies? What is the reverse Google Blitz? I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but welcome back, Chris. Thanks. Yes, we said uh, Chris might join us uh, during the podcast for episode episode nine, uh, and hopefully give us his thoughts on on the episode and uh, and some of his big moments. Uh, we've already talked about uh, Luther on the Moon, and uh, and John has talked about the um, the conversation with Reginald and Reginald going round to everybody trying to recruit them uh, to his side of the argument. And I guess um, changing from getting everybody together for a wedding getting them for, to, together for a funeral uh, as the other option there. Uh, any other big moments from the episode that stood out to you, Chris? I suppose for me, it's just really the deplorable, the, the continued deplorable actions of our once beloved rumor. Mm. Um, really, yeah. really getting down and dirty in the mud with Reginald mm-hmm. um, and seeing how much that plays out through this episode, even in the family meeting, for example, where she's pushing for her way, trying to get it through, make those decisions. Yeah. And it's just not going the way she wants. And you can see it frustrating her more and more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we talked, like, we, we did talk so much about kind of how bad she was getting, how bad she is getting. But to mm-hmm. see her revealed by in five's memory yeah yeah uh, as being the like the 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 perpetrator of the 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 actions or the the conspirator if you will yeah yeah it's a real surprise though isn't it that she doesn't use her powers at all um i was i was really surprised that 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 seemed to be the way i felt it was going it was like as if reggie was saying to her you've got the power to convince everybody here to go to the other side of the hotel oblivion, join us in the other side. I thought that was the deal that they'd made effectively. So it was really interesting when it gets to the family meeting. And even though she's gone to convince Luther and Sloan to come and join the meeting and gone to convince uh, Victor to join the meeting and apologize to him for uh, blaming him for everything, even though she did all of that, nobody takes her side as such. Uh, None of them anyway, none of the people she spoke to took her side and she never once used the, I heard a rumor that you wanted to follow along with Reggie's plan or something like that, you know, especially having some of them alone. So she could have done that with Victor. She could have said said to Victor, I heard a rumor that you were following along with Reggie's plan and nobody else would have questioned it. I yeah, think. I mean, I was surprised at, at that as well, that she didn't use her power. But then as well, they they remember that they've been rumored. Yeah. So I guess this was trying it more subtly yeah, yeah. I, and again it, it's another thread of reginald hargreaves's plan you know he's he's used klaus he's using allison even though she potentially will be rewarded for what she's doing mm-hmm. from the deal you know and uses luther in this episode and 
has used Luther and Sloane's wedding, all different, all these different ways to try and really sort of insert himself in order to get them to come along in through the passage to Hotel Oblivion. I mean, I think so. Alison's just, I, I guess it was just to prevent it being just so on the nose. Mm-hmm. It seems that Reggie is trying to be subtle here about yeah. it, yeah. Um, even though his methods aren't that subtle. I think as well with Alison apologizing to Victor, um, like I just love, you know it's not genuine. Yes, and and you get the great moment where they hug, where it's not only Alison hardens, but you can see Victor kind of realizing this this isn't right. Yeah. You know, and you and that kind of couples with five, you know, suspecting it's some kind of trap. So, mm-hmm. you know, that vote doesn't go Reginald's way at all. And you see the effect of that on Allison, where she kind of takes herself away and is just sort of vents in, in the hallway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because this is presumably to get back to her child. Yeah. Yeah. Only chance to achieve her goals, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but you, you know, it's just, it's nice. That you've got that suspicion fermenting there from both Victor and five about, um, the, the intentions mm. of, of Alison. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's kind of the big moments for this episode because it is all centered around the world collapsing at the at the Google Blitz taking it apart. And I do like that it pretty much ends with uh, Hotel Oblivion standing alone as the whole world is collapsing around. That is a great shot. I oh. love Reggie and, and uh, Five sitting just looking over the destruction of the world. Reggie giving his last warning to Five, you know, you need to get out of there. And Five about to say to him, don't tell me what to do. And then realizes he means the side of the world yeah. he's sitting on is about to collapse as well uh really good um a couple of other things that, that are in the episode that i really liked um five his hazy memory of the speech that he gave yeah. at the previous night yeah. and in the hazy memory it looked like he was being really offensive like who would believe that that guy luther the big hairy ape that sat on a planet uh, on the moon for so many years he's the one of us that gets married first. Yeah. And then they all give him a massive applause when he walks in saying it was such a wonderful speech yeah, about bringing really families good. together. So are they all taking the piss out of their brother after he gave a big drunken speech? Or did he actually give a really polite speech and he remembers it as being a really drunken speech? Yeah, because he says, <laughs> well, you are family, but you're still deplorable. Yes. Uh, you know, so that, yeah, that was really good. I, I also, we do as well from Reggie, when he has the family meeting you um you you see that kind of flashback to him using that gun to find this portal on mm-hmm. the site of the hotel yeah. and him you know bringing the others through the mercenaries to go into um the the hotel oblivion yeah. you know and he, he he so you kind of get sort of just the knowledge of his intentions yeah. there that you know, he set he has set this up. He has found the portal. He's built the hotel, uh, and that the answer is on the other side, but is protected by the guardian exactly. that Leela and Diego encountered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we've already discussed it based on what you've said, but the the moon reveal for me was so yeah. cool. Like Brilliant. just like yeah. that's three that's three seasons in the making. Like, yeah. and yeah. it's the same actress. 
I was just like, bravo, yeah, bravo. Really good. Um, yeah. And it was just a nice, like, oh, cool. Okay, now we know why he was on the moon. Now we know where she was um, mm-hmm. since her kind of brief appearance in that flashback in season yeah. one. Um, yeah. Absolutely love that. And I do will quickly just love to state that, like, Reginald's death puncture, like, spear that comes out of his arm. Mm. That's cool. Like, we, this is like the closest we've got to see since last season where he went all, I'm about to take my skin off. Yes. When he went into a proper monster. Yeah. Yeah. I am hoping we get a kind of full, kind of almost like um, the fly moment where he kind of fully takes off his skin and he's like full bug underneath. And I just, I, I just want to see it once. Give me two seconds flash uh-huh. of him just going full bug um, or reptilian. <laughs> um, just, it'd be great. Yeah. I actually, I really, I really enjoyed as well. Um, just the, I really enjoyed as well. Just, you know, uh, the, the comment from Diego, where he says it's a long curved blade and everyone questions him and says, you know, how do you know that? And he's like, I might not be much, but I know knives yeah, as yeah, that is yeah. his power. And Absolutely. I'm like, you know, I just really like that. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that as well. And and something else I do really like is again, Diego and Lila's relationship is fantastic. Neither of them want to give any ground at all here. If Lila wants to go with, uh, with Reggie and the plan, then Diego wants to tell her, no, she has to stay behind and he has to go. And then yeah. if she's definitely going to go on it, then he's definitely staying behind. So his vote cancels out her vote. <laughs> Just yeah. so one of them can have the upper hand. I really like that. Even in the conversation that they have in the barbershop about, their reasons for going or not yeah i really um, love their their kind of relationship yeah. it's just spot on where diego's for those two characters yeah so. where diego's just going can i just win one please can i have one conversation where i get the answer right and you go yes i agree with you and she goes but then you wouldn't be in love with me because it, me being infuriating is what makes you love me yeah yeah exactly <laughs> really like and the yeah. other question posed i think for after the the wedding night uh-huh. is you know ben shows klaus he opened up his camino <laughs> um did he bone klaus i guess that was the suggestion <laughs> i don't think that was the suggestion i know that at um when they're talking to luther um, Five's talking to Luther and kind of says everybody's had sex last night and, and uh, Luther goes, wait a minute, who did Ben have sex with? Exactly, um, but I think because but- of that and because of that scene, I, I, I guess initially I just thought, yeah, it was an opening up. Mm-hmm. Given that they're all kind of... In it was definitely semi state of <laughs> Yeah, semi-state of undress and... Mm-hmm. And I guess being on the pool table, at least it's a firm foundation. Um, and, you know, Klaus being so annoyed that, you know, Ben has gone back to being Ben from mm-hmm. the Sparrow Academy, you know, and his, you know, Benarino, you know, his little pet name. <laughs> and because of that, I was just like, well, maybe it could have happened. Maybe. You know, because... Ben got very angry very quickly after seemingly waking up in a good mood. So maybe he wasn't planning on being sort of seduced by Klaus <laughs> and it was all the alcohol talking. I don't know. 
any other final notes in the episode? The one I, I wanted to mention, just because you have mentioned about uh, about Klaus and Ben, um, he seemed to be getting on quite well that, uh, with everybody at the end of the wedding as he had lightened up, and Klaus is saying he's lightened up and opened his Camino uh, to him. But uh, you did notice that he had uh, that somebody had written Ahel on his back. Yes. Uh, still, um, we didn't see him shirtless by the end of the last episode, so that happened after the whole family were all getting on well with Ben. Someone still wrote a-hole on his back. Uh, maybe he got a glimpse of himself in the mirror, and that's why he was getting so aggressive uh, in the morning. Yeah, I know. <laughs> maybe that was it. And then, final one, I did also like uh, Five's placement when he woke up after yeah. his drinking session. On Me too. On Me top too. Of a, uh, on top a of the cooker in the kitchen. Well, it was on top of a shelf in between mm. the extractor and the, the cooker. Yeah, that was the same for me. I was like, how on earth did he get there? <laughs> um, but so I really enjoyed that. I presumed yeah. it was looking for more booze. Oh, I think I'll just rest here for a moment. <laughs> um. It's a good job the, the cooker wasn't on, it is, I guess. It is. I guess the chef has been taken by the Google bits uh, already. Yes. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, and I'm guessing as well that, yes, Pogo has as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah. everyone's gone. They were gone. the last people left. Yeah. You know? They're all dead, Dave. Everybody's dead. Yes. Yeah. Um, overall, though, John, what did you think of the penultimate episode of Umbrella Academy Season 3? And I really enjoyed this. You know, again, all the... It, but it was very much character for me. You mm-hmm. know, just the the machinations of reggie and and, and these inter, you know the the interplay between allison and victor mm. five being kind of slightly ahead of the game with his suspicions and everything i, I really loved luther's um whole sort of focus here you know about the different relationship he's had with his dad you know he was absolutely loyal to a t and but he was just ignored forgotten and he He's really just, you know, that's it. You know, the relationship is done. And for him then to be uh, murdered by Reggie, you know, even with almost praise from Reggie about him being a remarkable young man, despite everything he'd been put through by by Reggie. Um, and I loved how Reggie's, you know, evil intent, you know, or just focused intent just mm. m- mixes in with this post-wedding day hangovers yeah. and blues to some extent. So uh, had I your thought, phone now back on track. Yeah. And, yep. and the moon, uh, the moon uh, stuff was just really good. And mm. um, seeing Abigail again. Okay. Nice, nice to tie in. Um, so yeah, I'd give this three and a half apocalyptic votes out of five. Excellent. Excellent. Oh my God, very on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> good stuff uh, yeah I like this one too um, you know I liked kind of finding out that uh, Abigail is the Nora Freeze of uh, of the Umbrella Academy universe yep. she's the uh, the frozen deceased wife of uh, of our main antagonist I guess and Reggie is the main antagonist of, of the show now so uh, I thought that was interesting uh, love the reveal of everything that was going on in the movie with Luther I thought it was a, a good time to do that as well for the show uh, mostly though overall for this episode because it's a penultimate episode you're lining up the the skittles for the final uh, episode um, which means it's all about the characters I'm really glad I like these actors yes. so much in their roles they're written so well that I, I, can, I can just spend an episode in their company where they're 
tossing an idea back and forth, which is basically what was happening here. It wasn't a huge amount of forward momentum for the show. We got them from point A to point B, um, but we did lose two major characters in the show. We have yeah. Klaus and and uh, and Luther dead by the end of the episode. Um, although we know uh, Klaus will come back from the dead, but what happens if he comes back to the world that's already been eaten by the Kugel Blitz? Basically, will he end off in the portal on the other side, or will he end off just? consistently dying in this place where he where he died i guess will he consistently just keep going back to that point and keep falling back into death over and over again we'll find out next episode i guess, I guess I was so, gonna yeah. say, little do you have to not wait. long to wait yeah. not long to wait <laughs> um chris i have not much to add um i i'm in love with this show like and it's it's on par with me with a really good marvel film but mm. in terms of my excitement and eagerness to continue and my how much I want to kind of be in this world. And I think that really just comes down to the characters and but more the portrayal of the characters by these actors because we are now twenty nine nearly thirty like nearly thirty episodes in. Mm-hmm. Um like this we've spent a lot of time with these people. And these characters, and like we've we've seen the ups and downs, the good, the bads, and I suppose that's what I enjoy. Like they're not one dimensional. Each of them are on different limits, and each of them have different. Hell, we just learned in this season that Klaus can come back from the dead. Uh, like they're still giving us new tidbits, new information. We thought for a bit that potentially Hargreaves was good. Reggie was good. Mm, right or at least up, this version of yes, it was. this version. And then right up, like, and at the penultimate episode, no, he's bad. Same, like, like they're giving us answers to questions that we had in season one. Like, in the penultimate episode of season three. It's mm-hmm. well written, it's well kind of thought through and pulled together. So I'm down to see where this goes in the in the finale. And it's going to kind of hopefully place us in a good spot for potentially season four. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, good, good stuff. Um, let us quickly run to the Hotel Obsidian's uh, lounge bar whilst it still exists mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and uh, grab a quick, short, sharp drink as fellow quizzes, fellow alumni. Yes, we are on our ninth question of the Obsidian Lounge Bar pub quiz. So, here we go. In the grand tradition of the myth of seven, the Norse had seven what? Ooh. What did the Norse have seven of? Yeah, we hear here that uh, Reggie needs seven of the Umbrella Umbrella Academy uh, to fulfill his plan so what did the norse have seven of interesting interesting so just to repeat the question the norse had seven what please send your answers fellow quizzes and alumni to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com and you will be in with a chance to win uh, some umbrella academy goodies Mm -hmm. yes you will and not long to get uh, the rest of those answers in there's 10 10 questions um, being asked throughout the throughout the podcast, there'll be the final question asked uh, on the next episode, and then we'll do a quick wrap up uh, and announce the winner of the uh, of the Umbrella Academy goodies after that. 
Fantastic. Good stuff. Let us get on to our feedback or messages from a dying universe, Mm -hmm. I guess, guess uh, in this case. Uh, First up, we have on episode nine, we have got uh, some feedback in from Dr. Bob Phillips. He says, oh, my, the end of the world can't stop the evil machinations of Reggie. How many tales is he weaving into each other? And exactly where does the truth end up? Mm -mm. Didn't he create, not find the portal? Is the Iron Lung number five an alternative timeline one? Has Pogo actually vanished into the searing storm of paradox? Mm. What's the payoff promise to Alison? Will the universe really end this time? Find out next bad time, next bad channel. <laughs> exactly, really. exactly. Uh, um, like thanks, Doctor Bob. Yeah. Uh, certainly, yeah. Pogo, I think, at this moment has been whisked off uh, like Dorothy in in Kansas, but yeah. this time uh, with it with a static caravan in the <laughs> yes, the searing uh, power of the Kugelblitz. I don't think even his motorbike could outrun that. Well, no, <laughs> well can you imagine would... he comes in at the very split second ending of the finale and saves the day? <laughs> Just like Pogo on like a motorcycle, like zooms into the alternate dimension. Nice. It's like, come on, he'd be like, yeah. He's like the Fonz <laughs> yeah. jumping the shark. I think he would have run out of road as well. <laughs> uh, whether there's any roads left to actually... Uh, get his motorcycle on. Mm-mm. But where we're going, we don't need roads. There you, go. there you go. Good stuff. Thanks, Dr. Bob. Oh, uh, on the question about the portal, no, um, I think that was confirmed before that Reggie hadn't created the portal. He'd found it and built the whole yeah. concept of yes. the hotel around it with the alternate side leading into uh, the, the portal. So, uh, yeah. so that was something he was on Earth to find. Yeah. Exactly. And I think the payoff promised to Alison certainly given her reaction in the corridor after the vote went against her and mm-hmm. Reggie, uh, it is some, must be something to do with how she's sort of gradually crumbled over this um, season and mm-hmm. it, about getting back to um, her child and her husband. But again, with everything going on, how does this portal, what are the answers um, in Hotel Oblivion? Yeah. You know? Yep. Yeah. Excellent stuff. Thanks, Dr. Bob. Uh, we have a few voicemails in from Joe, uh, a recent listener to our Umbrella Academy podcast, but with a few corrections uh, on what we said in our last podcast. Uh, here's Joe's first message to us. Hi. Yeah. Love the podcast. Um, there's a couple of details about Lila, though, that I um, would disagree with um, her apparently being uh, on a bender in Berlin. That's not. There's no indication of that. She just looks like she has morning sickness. And as you pointed out, she then drinks a Coke. Also, um, at no point in the season does she actually drink. Like in episode five, she very deliberately toasts one of the other guests and then puts her um, puts her shot down and doesn't actually drink it. And the same thing happens in this episode as well, where Alison uh, hands or offers her a drink and she doesn't take it and kind of like finds a reason why she wouldn't be drinking. So... Uh, they actually peppered that in quite nicely, that she wasn't drinking at all. Um, also, by the way, uh, Ritu Arya is a drummer in a band. So she, she's been drumming for a very long time and not only just learnt it for this episode. Uh, but yeah, do love the podcast. I think uh, Lila is amazing. She's my favourite character. So, yeah. 
Thanks so much, Joe. Uh, well, well caught. Um, yeah, I did. I did notice when looking back afterwards that even the rejection of the drink from uh, from Lila to Alison when Alison's handing her the um, the the hip flask and Lila's going, oh, I prefer the taste of a of a of a uh, the sting of a Guinness uh, was just a rejection of another drink of alcohol. There's n- there are there are no scenes where she's drinking alcohol. Uh, she just eats a lot of uh, a lot of sushi is the only thing that she uh, <laughs> that she does. Uh, but no, she has refused alcohol throughout the show. Um, and I, I I can see how you how you'd read uh, her waking up with that with morning sickness effectively. Um, as it's possible that that could have been a hangover, but definitely nothing in the show indicating that. And as she gets up, she drinks a can of Coca Cola. So, uh, so very likely that she hasn't had a drink at all. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and Joe, uh, yeah, great information on um, her being a drummer mm. as well. Didn't know that. No. So, really good stuff. Makes a lot of sense now, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm telling you, the Netflix band is coming. That all the cast of all the shows have uh, are have got their own bands. The Netflix band should be coming soon, I think. Yeah, thanks uh, so much, Joe. Uh, great to hear your thoughts. One more voicemail from Joe about uh, some of the other things uh, from the episodes. Just forgot there was one detail that you also got wrong that kind of really annoyed me was that um, it's Lila who says, uh, "Should I be finding this hot when uh, Five and Sloan are arguing over science, not Klaus?" Klaus isn't even in the room. And I'm pretty certain it's Luther who talks about the Jennifer incident. Again, Klaus isn't around. Klaus is not is off doing other stuff in this episode. So yeah, just some of the smaller details. Like. Thanks, Joe. Yeah, it's interesting. Like We're covering so many other shows. We're kind of recording at the, the speed of light at the moment. So uh, glad to have an eagle-eyed viewer here to catch exactly. some of these things. Yeah, I, I must say, I, I just didn't even spot that it wasn't Klaus. So. It wasn't, and he wasn't even in the room. I think it's just sometimes <laughs> we, we write our notes and we're like, I'm sure Klaus said a funny line in this episode. Was this, was <laughs> this his funny that line? Exactly. Oh, that's terrible. Uh, very, uh, very poor uh, of us not to not to catch those. Well, t- thanks so much for your feedback, Joe, again. And uh, I'm really glad that you've been listening along with our coverage of Umbrella Academy as well. And that's it for feedback for this episode. We've got a little more feedback for the finale. Uh, thank you very much to everybody that's been sending in the feedback throughout the season. If you want to email email us at, with any thoughts on Umbrella Academy, you can email us to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com or like Joe, you can leave us a voicemail through our website at tvpodcastindustries.com as well. Yes, thank you so much for every, all the feedback. And remember, if you like what you hear, if you enjoy what listening to our podcast, why not head on over and support us by going to patreon.com slash TV Podcast Industries, where for a dollar amount a month, you can keep the podcast going and we have, we can let one hamster out and actually hire a second hamster to keep the podcast servers going. That's an <laughs> ongoing monthly amount to feed that hamster. Or if you just want to hydrate the hamster, you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash TVPI and where for a single one-off payment, you can buy that hamster more caffeine. He goes a bit faster. But he does slow down, so we just need to kind of keep him in that constant state of caffeine. Yes. No, no. Yes. That is so useful. But yes, Derek, you have been you have been reduced to being a hamster. I know. I used to be <laughs> no. co-host and producer and editor of the show. Now I'm Derek, the hamster of TV podcast industries. Oh, well. Thanks very much for all your support, though. It's very, very good of you and uh, and my fellow co-hosts to be as supportive as they are. Of yes. The hamster in the wheel turning. Uh, soon we'll have to set up um, buymesomegrain.com <laughs> so you can get him some feed, some go. of the hamster feed. Yes, but if you don't want to buy Derek 
a coffee or some grain slash feed, you can support us by sharing the podcast through all the mm-hmm. socials, leaving us a review, rating, all those things. But more importantly, just get the word out. We're starting a number of new shows. Make sure you're around. Make sure you're spreading the word because sharing the podcast and spreading the word is what, John? It is, of course, sharing the love, fellow alumni, Absolutely. and brollies as well. Yeah, there's lots of other stuff going on. We're covering uh, Sandman on uh, on Netflix as well. So if you watch Umbrella Academy, we know you have access to Netflix. Go watch Sandman. We're four episodes into the show uh, right now in our podcast. So uh, check those out. Uh, and follow along with us for that show. Uh, we are starting She-Hulk as well. We've just kicked off She-Hulk with our uh, review of the first episode uh, of the new Marvel series as well. Uh, a lot of fun to be had in the She-Hulk show. Lots of lots, like some good comedy in yeah. there. Uh, and if you like, if you like um, Marvel, if you like uh, Hulk, there's lots of stuff in there for you as well. Excellent. Yes, thanks so much. Uh, we will be back next time with our discussion about the final <gasps> episode of season three of the Umbrella Academy, which is called Oblivion. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thanks, fellow brollies, for joining us. Remember, keep watching, keep listening. And, of course, mind the gap to the edge of the universe. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.